Yo, 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 what is going on, everybody? It is your boy, Will Hemphill. We are back with another episode of the amazing, the great, the best sports podcast on planet Earth, baby. Endless competing. Welcome back for another episode. So number 10, we are in double digits, man. We are in double digits. That is so cool to say. Um, so happy to see you guys. It has been a week for sure, man. College is kicking my but but I'm chilling. We're good. Podcast is going good. Uh, sports are going good. Man, I don't know about y'all. I haven't really been putting my pick out there. But, dude, I'm making some money on the side sports betting. I am making some good money right now. Not no, like, crazy, crazy money. But, like, talk about my girlfriend's birthday and one-year gift. It's about to be free type of, type of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Um, but, yeah. So, uh obviously kind of a quiet week in um kind of a quiet week in sports if i'm being completely honest um not too much going on uh just a little bit here and there um and like not much in the not much i say more or less it's not much going on in the nba nba is really quiet aside from uh kobe's birthday and them talking about uh unveiling his statue which we'll talk about later which i'm very very happy that they are doing i mean Obviously, Kobe deserves it more than anybody else. I would, I would argue and say that Kobe deserves it more than Shaq, um, but that's me. Um, but yeah, man, let, let's let's get into the episode. Look into the episode. So obviously, we had. I'm recording this Friday morning, so obviously we had two games last night. We had the Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Falcons, and then we had the Indianapolis Colts and Anthony Richardson versus uh, face the Philadelphia Eagles. Um. The Steelers ended up beating the Falcons 24-0. Kenny Pickett did play the first drive. He went 4-4 for 86 yards and had a 118.8 QBR rating. 4-6 for and 86 yards. Actually, crazy. Um, Logan Woodside got all the reps for the Falcons. He's probably QB3. Taylor, Taylor Haneke is QB2 and Desmond Ritter is obviously their starter. Um... Nothing too crazy. George Pickens, one catch, 35 yards. Deontay Johnson, one catch, 33 yards. Um, Kyle Pitts didn't play for the Falcons either. Uh, I forgot Allen Robinson was on the Steelers. So don't, don't forget that one. I forgot about that one, though. Um, I'm trying to I'm trying to like highlight people who did really well, but I'm not really seeing anything too crazy. Uh, the Steelers did actually have five sacks, though, so... Uh, Falcons O-line, y'all are not him. Uh-huh. Pretty pretty quiet game. 24-0 is actually a crazy shutout, though. I'm not going to lie. Um, the thing is, Logan Woodside didn't even play bad. He literally went 24 30 for 31, 196 yards, no touchdowns, but also no interceptions. So, I don't know. That, that was kind of a, um, looks like a boring game, if I'm being completely honest. Now, the Colts versus the Eagles. I'm not going to lie. When I saw this game on the preseason schedule, I was like, ooh, that's a good game. That's going to be a good game. You know, because it's like Anthony Richardson and, like, that that uh, Colts defense. Like, they have a couple guys who could compete with the Eagles. But it's also, like, it's the Eagles. You know, like, that defense is stacked. That entire team is stacked. You know, no shot that, like, the Colts can actually keep up with them, right? Well, Colts. Dang near almost doubled their score, beating them 27-13. Um, Gardner Minshew got most of the reps for the Colts, going 9 for 11, 102 yards, one touchdown, no picks. Anthony Richardson went for a 
Chad, 6 for 17, 78 yards, no touchdowns, but also no interceptions. Tanner McKee and Ian Book shared just about all the reps yesterday. Uh, Marcus Mariota got a couple, but not too much. Um, AR on the ground, 5 carries, 38 yards, was leading rusher for the team. Not too bad. Um, as far as the Eagles go, Trey Sermon led that team in rushing with 16 carries for 30 yards, and he had a touchdown. Andy Richardson did not have a touchdown yesterday. He didn't have, he couldn't find the end zone. Oh, Michael Pittman had two catches, 24 yards. Rashad Perryman, two catches, 15 yards. Isaiah McKenzie, I forgot he went to the Colts. I thought he was still in the Bills. I forgot about that one. He's, he's going to be a good slot receiver. He's a very nice, small, young slot receiver. I think Cole Beasley was better, but, you know, Isaiah McKenzie, like, now is pretty good. I say that because, like, Cole Beasley and him would share the reps in the slot in Buffalo. That's why I'm saying that. For the Eagles, Deion Kane, six catches, 60 yards on the team. Freddie Swain, six catches, 33 yards. He was second. Liam Anderson with 10 total tackles, but, oh, my God. Goodness, Ben Van Sumeren, I'm so I probably got that name wrong. 17 total tackles and 11 solo tackles. Holy cow! Who is this guy? My goodness! Wow, okay, geez, go ahead, bro. Do you? That's actually wild. 17 and 11 were solo. Like, that's wild. Um. I'm not gonna, uh, Keely Ringo, five tackles, four of them were solo. Guys, I'm not going to lie. The Eagles' DBs are freaking solid, okay? First off, you have Darius Slay and James Bradbury, and then you add Ringo, and then Eli Ricks was also a drafted rookie, which is mainly because of the off-the-field issues as far as, like, jumping from team to team, talking smack on other teammates and everything. He just wasn't really the greatest fit at LSU nor Alabama, and he barely played, if I'm being completely honest. I remember because I was, like, hype. Like, he had signed with the Saint, with the Tigers, and I was like, oh, man, like, let's go. Like, this dude's a stud. He was literally, like, a four-star, maybe even a five, maybe even a five-star. I was like, dude's going to be a stud. Like, he's going to clamp down, you know, like, DBU-type stuff. And then he ended up leaving after his freshman season, goes to Alabama, um, and I don't know if you guys remember, but like was driving recklessly, got arrested. Nick Saban got him out. And that's really why he went undrafted. I mean, it's not that he wasn't a bad player. He was a really good player, probably even third, third round value type of player. But, um, just cause off the field issues, nobody wanted to take the chance on him, but the Eagles said, yellow, bro, we'll get you right. Don't worry. Even though Philly is probably the craziest city, one of the craziest cities on in the country. <laughs> But yeah, Colts won that one 27-13. As far as the I'm Him Award, um I uh usually I wouldn't, but I'll give it to Tanner McKee. No, no, sorry. I'm sorry, I'm lying. The I'm Him Award is gonna go to Ben Ben Van Sumeren. 17 total tackles, 11 solo. Obviously, no tackles for loss or anything, but that that's pretty good. That that is really freaking good. J just to compare, their next Tackle leader was Tyreek Maddox-Williams with 7. And then for the Colts, their leader was Liam Anderson with 10. So the Omnium Award is definitely going to have to go to Ben Ben Sumerin. As far as the Not-Him Award... Oh, man. As far as the Not-Him Award, who is it going to go to? I'm, it might have to go to who I was talking about earlier. 
low-key. It might have to go. Yeah, it's going to go to the Falcons O-line, which I hate to say because I love Chris uh, Lindstrom and I love Jake Matthews. But, yeah, Falcons O-line is definitely the not-him award today, even though it's like the not-him's award because, you know, multiple players. But you get what I'm saying. Falcons O-line, Ben Ben Van Sumeren, really great job, bro. Keep it up. He's definitely, after that performance, he's definitely going to make the 53-man. And with Miles Jack retiring, he's definitely going to make the 53-man. I lie. Maybe not definitely, but it is going to be close. It's going to be close because their middle middle linebacker room, um, their linebacker room in general is pretty, pretty stacked. Uh, obviously, you got Ben, and you got Zach Cunningham, N'Kobe Dean, uh, Kyron Johnson, Tyreek Maddox-Williams, Nicholas Morrow, Hassan Reddick, Nolan Smith. Like, it's, uh, it's going to be tough. It is going to be tough for sure. Let's see. Yeah. Yeah, that 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 is going to be tough to get in there. But Nolan Smith, Hassan Reddick, like a like a couple of these guys are outside, you know, a few of them are inside. Um so we'll have to see, but I I think he should make the 53 man, especially after that performance. I'm telling you that like that that's something that that's not something that you just do. Okay, you don't just go out there and get 17 tackles and 11 of them are solo. Like you don't just do that. Okay. Um so yeah, but hopefully. And I don't know if you guys saw, but Anthony Richardson had his uh I think it was I think it was Evan Holt. He handed off it was either Evan Holt or Deion Jackson. One of them had ran into the end zone and Anthony Richardson runs in there and starts mocking the fly eagles fly thing where they like, you know, they stick their arms out and they're like flapping their wings or whatever. Dude, oh my gosh. I was like, nah, that's crazy, bro. I was like, you're a rookie doing that in Philly? You're crazy, man. You're crazy. But that that was tough. I can't lie. That that's as good as like the horns down or like mocking the gator chomp type stuff. Which by the way, man, I am excited. College football is almost back. All right. College football is almost back. So, hey, grab your popcorn, grab your closest recliner, and just lay back and chill out, okay? Because starting tomorrow, we have college football. Obviously, no great games, if we're being completely honest. It's just uh, Navy at Notre Dame and San Jose State at USC. Not crazy games, don't get me wrong. But then Thursday, we have Florida at Utah, which I think is going to be a pretty decent game, if I'm being completely honest. Utah's actually favored to win, uh, and you wouldn't think that because it's like Florida's SEC, but Billy Napier hasn't really, you know, hopped into a spot just yet as far as being a head coach at an SEC program. You know, it's really different from in the Sun Belt. Um, and then that Saturday is whenever all the games are back on, you know, the uh, all, all the good games are back on. Obviously, it's kind of the beginning of the year, so we're not going to see too crazy of matchups. I think the best matchup, and I'm not just saying this, I'm being quite pretty serious. Uh, Ohio State, Indiana is probably going to be a decent one, not a not a great one. Um, yeah, see, okay, bro, like Georgia, Georgia's literally playing Tennessee Martin Skyhawks. Like, who? Who? Uh. But no, the the best the best game is probably going to be um, LSU at Florida State uh, or Clemson at Duke. That that actually sounds a pretty decent one. But yeah, that like that that'll probably be the best game. Um, 
because none of these are really eye-opening. North Carolina at South Carolina sounds pretty good, though, especially with Spencer Rattler kind of tearing up towards the end of last season. Yeah, who knows? I'm excited. College football is almost back. I mean, I can't really say it's back and, like, there's only two games. So, realistically, we got about a little bit more than a week to wait, okay? Because, like, yeah, we'll get to see Caleb Williams and stuff, you know, play for USC and everything. And that whole that whole team is pretty stacked, to be honest. Not just Caleb Williams, but he's, like, you know, the highlight. We'll, we'll get to see all of them. Uh, but, like I said, I you know, I want to see all the teams play. And that's just two games Saturday, so I don't know if I really count it. But I'll definitely be watching Thursday for that Florida at Utah game. With Utah favored to win, I'm like, okay, like maybe maybe they see something. But who knows? That's gonna be a good game, though. I can't lie. Now, if you guys, I'm sure you guys have seen, uh, Isaiah Simmons is now in New York. Isaiah Simmons is a New York Giant. Wow, I'm not gonna lie. That trade, in my opinion, was just literally disrespectful. Okay, Isaiah Simmons, one of the, well, who we thought, honestly, one of the more loved prospects from a fan's perspective, okay, played at Clemson, was quite literally everywhere on the field. He would sub in at linebacker, and then he'd go play deep safety, and then he'd go play uh, strong safety where he would blitz sometimes, come off the edge. I mean, like, this dude was everywhere for that team he had so many tackles he played a huge part in them getting to the cfp that year um and card cardinals took him in the uh first round of the 2020 2020 draft and now they sent him to the giants for a seventh round pick oh my dang like dang that is crazy. Now, I'm not gonna lie. In Madden, Isaiah Simmons is still tough as hell. Okay, he's 6'4, got like 92 speed. Like, he is tough in Madden. I'm not gonna lie. He's like an 83 overall. You know, in Madden, like, that's one of the best users in the game. And so, I know Arizona's rebuilding, and with how he played, in the game against the Chiefs, which I don't know, I, you probably guys probably didn't watch it that deep, but they strictly played him at deep safety uh, against the Chiefs in hopes of like you know him actually doing something with that. But he was just late to everything. Now I'm not gonna say he completely let up two touchdowns, but he let up one touchdown for sure. So pretty much, Dymore was in the slot. He runs a deep post. Okay, and now granted, the Chiefs are about on the 30, 35 yard line. So Sky Moore broke at about the first down marker, and Isaiah Simmons had over pursued, like attacking him. And so he was too late to flip his hips, and Sky Moore just ran past him. Bro, Sky Moore is not that fast. Isaiah Simmons was just playing like butt. Okay, and I don't know if it was an effort thing or what. I feel like it could be because he's like, man, I don't feel like playing for this team. You know, like they trash. They're going to lose every game. So he's like, man, I'm just trying to get up out of here. Um, but I feel like they watched that in film. And they're like, dude, like what? Like, what is this, bro? And then another one, the backup, the, the third string quarterback guy. It's like an old white guy. Okay. I, I don't. I think it's Blaine Gabbard maybe or Shane Bueller. I'm not sure. But listen, it's, it's an old white guy. Okay. And he is not athletic at all. All right. He is a pro style quarterback. He does not move like that. 
Long story short, he scrambles out the pocket, kind of runs down the sideline. One guy tries getting him, but he missed. And then Isaiah Simmons comes down and tries to hit him. And he lets the quarterback hit a spin move on him and get into the end zone. Guys, Isaiah Simmons knows how to tackle. He should have killed that quarterback or at least wrapped him up. Now, granted, the quarterback would have been stopped on like the one or the two, and they probably would have got in. But still, he should not have let up a touchdown. But he did. And simply because of effort. If he would have put forth the effort, he would have been more than fine. Well, he didn't put the effort into it. And so, obviously, he let the touchdown up. And I feel like that just added to the reasons as to why they wanted him out of Arizona. But I ain't gonna lie, trading for a seventh-round pick is crazy. But who knows? I, honestly, Giants won that trade. Very rarely do you get a whole lot of value out of a seventh-round pick. And now Isaiah Simmons obviously hasn't been the greatest, but you still have to have that hope that this guy can do something. And now granted, this is a contract year for him, but if you want, you could pick up the fifth year option or you could let him become a free agent and you could sign him to a real cheap deal. And you're like, look, bro, we haven't seen enough. Let's do a two year deal. We'll give you a, a little bit of a little bit of money. And if you pick it up, we'll get you a contract. If you don't pick it up, might have to let you go. You know what I'm saying? That's what I would do. I feel like that's solid because Isaiah Simmons is like literally just an athlete. And obviously he hasn't been the greatest, but I think with where Arizona Cardinal, the Arizona Cardinals were as a team, I think he's like, yeah, my, my like I'm, my time is being wasted here, you know? Um, and so he, he, he just wanted to get out of there. And I think the New York Giants is definitely a more um, winning team than the Cardinals are going to be this year. So, uh, hopefully he can find some place over there. I think he will be competing for a starting spot almost immediately if he puts forth the effort and like actually grinds for it. You know what I'm saying? Because um, they don't have the greatest safeties over there. You know, Xavier McKinney's pretty good, but it's pretty quiet over there as far as safeties go. So Isaiah Simmons just has to just work. You know, you have to show effort and you have to put forth it on every single play. Uh, but hopefully, hopefully he's got it. Um, uh, the New York Giants, crazy enough, they actually tweeted out that they traded for Isaiah Simmons. And then Isaiah Simmons quotes that and said, God's plan, let's get to work. So he he better work. Now, remember, Isaiah Simmons was drafted eighth overall. So obviously he had pretty, pretty high hopes. Okay. And um, I mean, the... Uh, all right. The Cardinals head coach, Jonathan Gannon, told the media, he said, I don't think it was an issue of what Isaiah did. He did everything that we asked him to do. Moving forward, we feel this is the best way we want to play football against other people. We're going to try and put the best guys out there that can function and do the best job. That's crazy. Now, earlier in training camp, Isaiah Simmons, who was recruited to Clemson as a safety, said he was primarily learning his new position during camp. He said he was comfortable with safety and was enjoying the new position. Now, he did struggle in that game uh, against the Chiefs, like I told y'all about, um, where he let, oh, it wasn't Sky Moore, it was Justin Watson, I'm sorry. He let Justin Watson score a touchdown, and then uh, Shane Buley uh, scored on a 15-yard touchdown run. So, yeah, I mean, it's, at Clemson, he really played inside and outside linebacker, and he goes to the Cardinals, and they're like, look, 
we want you to play slot corner and safety. And he was like, mm, okay. Like at first he started, he was playing linebacker. They were like, mm, yeah, you're not really getting off the block too well. So let's do slot corner and safety. And whenever they started training camp this year, that's whenever they put him like strictly at safety. And he was having to learn to adapt to it. And it wasn't really the greatest in the world. He wasn't the greatest at it. But, you know, he was okay. And I guess they were like, yeah, we, we, we've we seen enough. But honestly, the Cardinals also did send offensive tackle Josh Jones, who was basically a starter for the last year, for a seventh-round pick in this draft. Um, oh, they're sending Josh Jones and a seventh-round pick in this draft to the Texans for a fifth-round pick. So um, they really just want draft capital from what it seems like. You know, I think they traded Josh Josh Jones in that seventh in uh and New York Giants are kind of replacing that seventh with theirs. So uh, I feel bad for Isaiah Simmons, but like I said, guy a dog in Madden. So I'm not gonna lie, I might be picking the Giants to play with a little bit more just because of how how good he is in the game. Now, obviously, I'm sure you guys listened to the last episode of the podcast. We talked about the 49ers QB troubles and how it hasn't really been the greatest of places to be as far as a quarterback goes, just because it's such a tight competition. Okay. Um, earlier this week, they announced that Sam Darnold was going to be the QB two for the team, which means Trey Lance is now QB three, maybe even QB none. Okay. And uh, we, we could argue, but I think Trey Lance is, um, I would say he's right under Jamarcus Russell as far as being the biggest bust. Now, Jamarcus Russell only cost his team a his cost his team a first round pick. Now it was the number one overall pick, but Jamarcus Russell also played and was trash. Okay, Trey Lance didn't really play. He just kind of got he got injury ridden and then also COVID. He had a lot of things happen to him that he really couldn't control. So, but whenever he did play, I wouldn't say he was, he wasn't the greatest football player on the field, but he was, but like for a third round pick, you would like one more, you'd expect better. And he just didn't give that to him. So, um, Bill Barnwell of ESPN quotes, the Trey Lance era in San Francisco is essentially over before it even began. It felt like a dramatic declaration of intent from one of the league's best franchises in March 2021 ended meekly on a death chart Wednesday. The 49ers confirmed that they intend to use Sam Darnold as their backup to the second-year quarterback Brock Purdy. Lance has gone has uh, gone from being the team's quarterback of the future to a third-stringer and trade candidate. The trade was supposed to signal San Francisco's future turned out to be one of the worst deals in recent memory. Which, if guys don't remember, they sent Trey Lance... Uh, they sent the Dolphins because the Dolphins had this pick. Uh, they sent them three first-round picks for Trey Lance. Uh, well, really, the the Dolphins didn't draft Trey Lance. They had the th- number three pick, and they're like, bro, like realistically, we don't need this third overall pick. Okay, like who who's trying to you know give us some so that way we could get this? And they were like, yo, like. We'll, we'll give you all something like we, we really like Trey Lance and Trey Lance. Um, if you guys don't remember coming out of college, he had only played one season of like organized football. Okay. He didn't even play in high school. He literally just played in North Dakota state, balled out, set multiple records, was really, really good. And the 49ers were like, Ooh, I like what this guy can do. And so they traded three first round picks to get to that third overall pick. And obviously, 
it did not work out for them. So that was a, uh, it, it was kind of a gamble, but you were like, you it'll work out, right? No, it it did not work out at all. Um, and like I said, you could argue that he's the bust, like the biggest bust of all time. But I think Jamarcus Russell like literally played, and Jamarcus Russell was trash, and like just didn't watch film. Now I'm not saying that Trey Lance didn't watch film. I don't know if he did, but I'm just saying that I feel like Jamarcus Russell is a bigger bust right now. But who knows what could happen? Now I do think the 49ers are going to trade Trey Lance simply because being a third overall pick, he got more money than most drafted players and um i think they're like you're a qb3 you know like we don't really you don't want to have that big of a contract for a guy who's a qb3 so i definitely think in the coming in the coming weeks uh maybe even days we could see a trail uh trey lance trade now where would he go if i had to pick where trey lance would go i would i could see him playing for la but i don't know if the 49ers would want to trade him in uh in their division but I think they're like, you know, he's trash. Like, go play with this team. Like, even though we play them, don't matter. We're still going to kill them. Because Matt, Matt Stafford is getting a little bit older. Um, but I'm not 100% sure. As far as, like, somewhere, you know, out of conference probably is, is probably where he would go. Uh, I feel like you could argue for, I'm trying to think. You could say the Saints because they do have Derek Carr. And Derek Carr's a little bit older. But I don't think the Saints have enough cap room to really take that contract on because if you guys know the Saints cap room problem, I don't know how they do it, but they seem to get out of it every single year. They're like over a hundred million cap, and then they'll just like poof, and they're perfectly fine. I have no clue how they do it, but credit credit to them. Um, but I'm not 100 sure. I'm trying to think of teams. You know, like uh, I'm just I'm just start naming off teams. The Chiefs, no. Chargers, Raiders, Broncos, Browns, Bengals, Ravens, Steelers, Bills, Patriots, Dolphins, Jets, Colts, Texans, Jaguars. Yeah, I, I can't think of any teams that would really want him. If I'm being completely honest, but like I said, it'd probably be a, a quarterback, uh, a team with an older quarterback who has about a good two years left, and so that way they can get Trey Lance. His rookie contract ends, and they're like, "Look, dude, you've been trash. We'll give you a contract, but it's gonna be like less than two point five mil, okay? You know." And he's like, "Oh, um, well, all right. I mean, like, I don't have much else to do. You know, like, I might as well." You know, if I'm getting a contract, obviously I'm gonna sign it. You know, in my opinion, that I feel like that's kind of kind of what would uh, what would happen. Now, um, just kind of go back go back through like some of his highlights. Um, he started two games back in 2021 for injury fill for uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, um, where he averaged eight point yards per passing attempt, and he ran for 168 total yards. Um, and he was given the QB one job last season. He started in week one, uh, and he played against Chicago where he ended up breaking his leg. And, and then in week two, he ended up breaking his leg in the first quarter of the game. 
uh, against Seattle. And that's where Brock Purdy came in and just uh, flourished. You know, Jimmy G was QB1. Trey Lance QB2. Jimmy got hurt. Everybody moved up. Then um, Trey Lance got hurt, and Brock Purdy moved up. And it was like, wait, this is Mr. Irrelevant. Like, what's going on right here? Um, And now, look, by no means do I think Brock Purdy is one of the better quarterbacks in the league. Brock Purdy just has one of the best coaching staffs in the league. One of the best coaches in the league and a defense that will carry him and a run game that is just too good that you have to watch it every single play. So I don't think Brock Purdy is a great quarterback by any means, um, but you know he gets the job done, so you can't complain, and he's super, super cheap, so you also can't complain for that. Um, And yeah, obviously, like I said, they have quite literally everything that you would want in a team, the 49ers do, and um, they do have to play, pay Nick Bosa because this is his contract year. And I think since they have to pay him, I think that's mainly why they're going to move on from um, Trey Lance because it's like, look, he's taking up seven mil, like more seven mil plus. Like he's taking up a lot of money in our cap. Like we got to get this guy out of here. Nick Bosa needs a contract. We need every single dollar that we can get because Nick Bosa is going to get a record-breaking contract. And then after he gets his record-breaking contract, Micah Parsons is going to get his in a couple years. Um, so, yeah. So, Nick Bosa about to set the line, but the 49ers better be ready to pay that man. And once they do pay that man, I think whenever George Kittle contract is up, I think George Kittle might be on the move. Or, no, he's definitely going to be on the move. Because I don't think they're going to have enough money to pay him. Because don't forget that Chris McCaffrey's contract is also huge. Like, 30, no. I don't know. He He's making a lot of money. Though. He's making a lot of freaking money. I was about to say 30 mil, but I don't think it's 30 mil. Um, but he, he, he's making a lot of money. They owe him a lot of money. Um, obviously Debo Samuel as well. Uh, I think Fred Warner is on a, a bigger contract. Um, so yeah, but they have to make Nick Bosa. So I think they're definitely going to trade Trey Lance simply to get that cap room freed up so they can give Nick Bosa a contract extension, uh, within the season. Probably. I don't think it'll be before the season. It'll probably be within the season, but I don't think Nick Bosa is going to like sit out because of it. Which I'm kind of waiting on to see on what the Chiefs are going to do with Chris Jones. Chris Jones still hasn't gotten his contract extension. And he's like, look, I don't mind sitting out until I get my contract. Which, can't complain him. The guy was a top 10 player in the top 100. He deserves a good contract. So, Lamar Hunt is going to have to uh, put the bank account on that one. Alrighty? No, Clark, Clark Cunt? Or is it Lamar Hunt? I have no clue. But the owners need to open up their bank accounts and just say, write a check, sir. What do you want? Um, and I mean, they they got Patrick Mahomes to restructure his contract. So it's like, you know, why, why, why aren't we paying my guy Chris Jones? You know, Stone Cold Jones, let's go. Um, now, I don't usually talk about MLB, but this was so significant that I literally can't just skip it. Um, Shohei Otani got injured in the Reds, uh, with the Reds in their doubleheader game. Um, he ended up, uh, he, he has a tear, uh, in the ulnar collateral ligament in his right elbow and will not pitch again this season. Okay. He basically had a UCL tear and they were like, yeah, you, uh, you shouldn't pitch the rest of the year, you know, playoffs and everything. I mean, they won't make the playoffs, but they were like, you shouldn't pitch. Um, he was like, oh, uh, okay. And they're like, yeah, I mean, they were like, I mean, so they were like, you can hit, like you can still hit, but like, you can't field or nothing. 
Because they were, you know, if you try to throw it, you're going to absolutely destroy your arm. So, um, yeah, Otani got injured. Pretty, pretty serious injury, injury for the Angels. Pretty serious injury for Otani's contract, uh, contract wants slash needs. Um, and yeah, but I think, it, I mean, he's, he's, I feel like he's still going to hit really well, but that, that opens a lot of questions where it's like, we haven't seen Otani be like seriously injured. Uh, on something before and that's always a big a big question mark with stars where it's like if they get injured and you know what if they don't come back the same you know what, what do you do so it's like this is his contract year you know uh you know you would hope Otani come back the same pitcher and player that he is but when I look at this I see a guy who now has a a messed up arm Okay, and every single time you get injured, no matter how good the surgery goes to fix it, no matter none of that, it you you never come back as good. You never come back the same. Very, very rarely do you come back better. Okay, you always come back a little bit slower. All right, you don't come back as good most of the time. So that was a lot of questions for the contract as to like, is he going to get the contract? Is he going to get a huge bag? Because technically you're paying for two players. Um, I'm not sure. You know, I think this opened a lot of questions for MLB GMs. Um, and I think a lot of them are very happy that they didn't trade for him. Because imagine, imagine you trade for Otani. He plays a good bit of games for you. And then he gets injured like this. Like, oh my gosh, I'd be so upset. Um, but yeah, so I. But maybe, maybe this would keep him on the Angels because the Angels are like, look, like we'll still give you a lot of money, and he's like, oh, uh, okay, sounds good. Um, but who knows? Uh, I, I think it opens a lot of questions, and I do think that now he will stay with the Angels, but hopefully he comes back better or just as good. But I'm not 100 percent sure. <sighs> now, uh, kind of a, some of the surgeries he could do. Tommy John, it, it's Tommy John. Basically is what, you know, Tommy John surgery. Um, but he did that on his right elbow back in October 2018. But it would keep him off the mound for all of the 2024 season. Which would absolutely uh, hurt his contract hopes. Kind of kind of quoting ESPN right here, uh, Mr. Ian Gonzalez, ESPN staff writer. They say, as far as plans and details, I don't have those yet. Um, I've been in contact with Otani's representation. Obviously, he hit the second game. He's played with this in 2018. But with that being said, we'll take it day by day and see where it goes. Obviously, disappointing news. I feel terrible for him, but it is what it is. If anybody can bounce back, it's him. The Angels obviously did, you know, not want to trade him before the trade deadline. Uh, but since the trade deadline, they've gone 5 for 16. Now, granted, um, Mike Trout... Uh, he will. He is on the injured list. Um, he's on the injured list for the team, so he's obviously not playing either. So the Angels' hopes are basically done. Um, so yeah, you know, uh, Otani the pitcher is out, but Otani the hitter should still be available. Well, who knows if he's going to hit as well? You know, maybe the maybe the elbow is going to be tweaking a little bit. He's going to be hurting, and he's like, yeah, can't do that. I'm not 100 sure. Who knows? Uh, a lot of questions for that as well. Uh, a lot of questions with that for sure. Because I think there's a lot of things going on with Otani, and he, you know, you you want a player to come back just as good, if not better. But it's like, man, you gotta wait that long, and like this is a contract year, so it's like, is he not gonna be under contract? Like what? 
he's definitely going to get a contract, but it's a matter of like how much, you know, like does he sign a one year contract uh, for like a little bit of money? And then if he, he comes back and they're like, oh, wow, you're playing better than before. Yeah, we'll give you a better contract. Like, who knows? I, I think that I think that's that's a, a question that we should be asking for sure. Um, a lot of his injury and just like, you know, we want you on the team, but we don't know what kind of player you're going to be. Do you mind taking a one year deal? And then if you you know you come back just as good, uh, maybe even better than, yeah, we'll give you a bag for sure. But I definitely think that it was going to be a huge bidding war for Otani this year. Uh, and it's unfortunate that that happened because that's definitely going to affect his money and uh, his family for sure. Because, I, I'm, you know, you know that he gives money to his family and everything. And I, I feel terrible. I feel really bad for the guy. Um, in other news, Jonathan Taylor, obviously, we talked about it earlier this week. He did request. a. He, he, he's been requested a trade from the Colts. Uh, Colts were kind of like, no, like, you're not getting a contract extension. Like, I don't care. Like, shut up and just play. Well, Jim Irsay eventually gave in. He gave in and he said, Jonathan Taylor, go out there, go find me a trade partner, and we'll get this on the ball. And he's like, hmm, okay, sounds good. So Jonathan Taylor obviously goes out there, talks to some different teams. His agent talks to a couple different teams. And they're like, look, we like Jonathan Taylor. There are six teams that are interested in. Granted, two of them have offered, have sent an offer for Jonathan Taylor. So, um, guys, like, let's not forget how great of a player Jonathan Taylor was. Okay. Back in 2021, this guy had over, I think he had over, he had over 2,000 all purpose yards and over 1,800 of those were rushing yards. Okay. This guy was a stud. He was a stud. Alrighty. And now it's like I said, I said on the TikTok. If you guys haven't checked our TikTok, go check it out at Endless Competing Podcast. Endless Not Competing. However, you may find it. But look, Jonathan Taylor is a stud. Jim Ursay, you don't have to pay Anthony Richardson for four years, maybe even five to pick up a fifth year option, but you'll probably give him a contract extension by then. So why, why are you not paying Jonathan Taylor? What are you going to do with the money? You have nobody else to pay. DeForest Buckner is on his deal. Who are you going to pay? Shaq Leonard? Quentin Nelson's on a good deal. Okay, I, I just don't understand it. You might as well give him a, like a two-year, maybe even three-year contract with a good bag and like be like, okay, like come help us. You know, help develop Anthony Richardson. Because think about it. Think about it. If they have Jonathan Taylor, every team has to respect the run because of what Jonathan Ta Taylor can do as far as his power, his size, and his speed. He can take over a game. So they have to respect the run completely. And so you beat them, you beat them up with the run, then you hit them on the play action. It opens up the receivers a whole bunch more for Anthony Richardson, and it helps develop him into a better quarterback. Okay. I, I think it's just disrespectful from the Colts as far as not giving Jonathan Taylor a contract. Um, you know, I, I'm just like, really? Like that's that's just rude. Cause it's just like this guy literally carried your team in 2021. Now you're like, yeah, we don't value enough to give you a contract. It's like, what? Um, so, yeah. And obviously, in 2021, he had 18 rushing touchdowns. Now, I know he was a little injured last season, but he still had over 800 rushing yards. Like, what? He had over 800 rushing yards, and he only played 11 games, guys. The guy is a stud. So, yeah. Um, 
Anthony Richardson is obviously the week one starter, and I think if they kept Jonathan Taylor and paid him, then you know it would help open up windows for Anthony Richardson, and so it's not as hard of throws, which could lead to more interceptions, which could lead to him beating himself up mentally, which could lead him to being a bust. You know, like that's always an option, and I think Jim Ursay is doing the absolute wrong thing. But two teams did send offers. I feel like one of those teams is the Chicago Bears, and I feel like the other is Philadelphia Eagles. I know that he'll go to the Eagles because that running back room is so stacked, but I think he will go to the Bears. I, if I had to pick where Jonathan Taylor would go, I feel like he would go to the Bears. Um, if you could pull off a trade for him, absolutely. I think he would be great with the Bears. Uh, and I, ju- I just think that he would do a whole lot of good for that Bears team, you know, because their running back room consists of Dante Foreman and Khalil Herbert, which I, with, I, I think both are very good. But I think Jonathan Taylor is better than both of them combined. And I think it would absolutely revamp that offense. And I think they really could win that division if Justin Fields plays really well this year. Uh, because that Lions defense, that, that, all the defenses in that in that division are tough. But the Lions defense especially is going to shut shut stuff down for sure. Um, but yeah. And, and obviously if the Colts, you know, move on from him, they, I don't know if you guys remember, we talked about it about, Two or three podcasts ago, Cream Hunt would go work out for the Saints. Colts called him. They were like, hey, if you come to Indianapolis right now, we'll give you a contract. And he's like, okay, bet. So he didn't even step on the field for the Saints. Like he was literally lacing up his cleats, gets a call, and they're like, yo, come see us. And he was like, oh, uh, okay. So he did. Went to Indianapolis. Hasn't gotten a contract. So how do you feel about that, Cream Hunt? You played the Saints. Look at you. Look at you now. It don't matter. We ain't want you anyways. We got eight. We got uh. We got AK-41, we have Jamal Williams, and of course we have the third round running back out of TCU, Mr. Kendra Miller, who is solid. But I think Kareem Hunt, um, I don't know what's going to happen, but I think if the Colts do trade Jonathan Taylor, I do think they will sign Kareem Hunt simply because I don't think Deion Jackson uh, is can carry that workload, and I think Kareem Hunt will definitely help with the team, and he'll be a good power back for sure, but he's not as good as Jonathan Taylor, because Jonathan Taylor can do quite literally everything. I think he's a. Uh, I think Jonathan Taylor's like a slightly worse Saquon Barkley, not too bad, but just like slightly. You know what I'm saying? Now NBA news. Obviously NBA, not much going on. Now, yesterday was Kobe Day. R.I.P. Love you, Mamba. Um. Uh, it, it was Mamba Day, so. You know, everybody's kind of thinking about Kobe. Everybody's a little sad about Kobe. Love Kobe for life. Um, Lakers came out and they talked about unveiling a statue in his honor, which, um, sorry, which they're going to do February 8th uh, of 2024. Uh, And I think that's going to be really dope. I think it's going to be a great one for sure. I feel like it'll be Kobe, and I feel like they're definitely going to have something for. his daughter, Gianna. Um, sorry, I, I, I. Every time I talk about Kobe, it makes me sad because that he was just, he was just such a great guy. Um, but yeah, uh, they're gonna unveil a statue. Uh, obviously, Kobe played twenty years with the Lakers. I don't need to talk about all his accolades. The guy was him. Uh, part of the dream team, one of the greatest teams of all time, uh, known to mankind. Okay, um, but yeah, I I think that uh I, I feel like this this statue is gonna be pretty dope. Now if now if you could pick a pose for a Kobe statue, what would you pick? Like what would you pick? I don't know. I feel like there are a lot of ones that you could pick. 
feel like you could pick him at a triple threat. Um, I think him shooting a jumper will be tough because it's like, you know, every time you shoot something, you'd be saying Kobe. And so I, I think I think a, a, a jumper would be tough. I feel like that'd be a cool statue because they already have the Shaq uh, ripping down the basket. Or is that LSU? I'm not even sure. Uh, but, yeah, I think the uh, Kobe statue is going to be fire. Uh, as far as the uh, the pose, I would say just do a jumper. I would say do a jumper because, you know, like every time every time we shoot something, we'd be saying Kobe. So it's like, you know, get 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 the Kobe shot in there. Now, if he, I would I would say do a fadeaway because I can lie. His fadeaways were pretty tough. Uh, not as good as Dirk's, but his fadeaways were tough. So I can lie. You get him with a like a little shim shake and then you got him on the spin around and then the, you know, the one foot up and he hits that. That would be fire. Um but who knows? Uh, I, I just think I think it's going to be a beautiful statue. Uh, I'm just very curious about like what the pose is going to be. Uh, in other NBA news, obviously, James Harden, I don't know if you guys remember, went to China. Okay, went on famous Ch China TikTokers page, and within like five minutes, sold ten thousand bottles of his wine. Which, by the way, his wine is not great. Um, and then he comes out and he's like, "Yeah, I don't like 76ers." Um, their GM is a liar. He's booty. He's trash. And the NBA was like, wait, what? NBA saw it, went over, and they're like, yeah, we're fining you over a hundred thousand dollars because of what you said about him. And they're like, he's like, uh, okay. Like it don't matter. Like he basically just made that off his wine. So he's not tripping. But it's just like, geez. But yeah, James Harden is now talking about going to play in China because he's getting so much love over there, and he's like Man, you might know I might I might as well stay in China. Like they love me, you know. The uh the Philly don't really even be showing respect to me, even though it's like, man, I helped y'all get here, whatever. Uh, even though he really didn't. But yeah, so I Harden could be in China. You know, he could be a Shang Shanghai Shark. I'm not 100 percent sure. I think it would be really weird because he is, you know, a, a great player in the NBA. But you know, if that's what you want to do, go ahead. Obviously, he's been super quiet. But I just think that uh, I think I think he did deserve to get fined. I thought what he said was absolutely wild. <laughs> I thought that was absolutely disrespectful. But who knows what the 76 ers But I think James Harden is just a um, he's a guy who chases the honeymoon phase. If you guys obviously in a relationship are like looking for one, the first three months of relationship are called a honeymoon phase, and that's what James Harden is looking for. Okay. He, he played for the Rockets for a long time. You're like, that was his long-lasting relationship. Like, that was his bae, all this. Well, Bay couldn't give him what he wanted. So he's like, all right, I'm out. Goes to the Nets. Played with the Nets for a little bit. And he's like, man, you know, I'm kind of tired of this. Like, it's the same thing. It's getting boring. Even though he literally had KD and Kyrie. They're like, oh, uh, okay. And he breaks up with them, goes to the Sixers. And he's like, hey, baby, how you doing? And he's like, yeah. But she bad though, so he le and I guess he's gonna leave the Sixers and maybe play in China. Hell, hell, he might even be a free agent and just not have a team. But I feel like if the 76ers release him, he's gonna go play in China. But who knows? I feel like that would be weird. But like that's so weird to say because Harden is such a great player. Like he wants to go play in China. That's just oh gosh, that's just weird. But yeah, I, I think it'll be it'll be it'll be fun to see with that. But uh, just just to quote what he said, he said, Errol Mori is a liar and I will never be a part of an organization that he's a part of. Let me say that again. Errol Mori is a liar and I will never be a part of an organization that he's a part of. And so obviously that relationship with Philadelphia is beyond repair. Um, 
And so, yeah, I think <laughs> I think Harden Philly is done. Is finny. He is absolutely done. Okay, so yeah, um, uh, that's that's about all I got as far as news goes. Now, let me give you guys the beloved, the awesome parlay of the day. And guys, when I tell y'all, I have been up in recent days. I have been killing it. Okay. <sighs> Talk to you guys real quick about it. Um, we got a couple of MLB games today. We got a, a couple of college football games. Uh, the college football games obviously aren't the craziest spreads in the world. Uh, as, like good spreads, I would say. They're not the best spreads in the world. So I'm not too crazy about taking them. I'm being completely honest. I'm pretty on them. I'm not, I don't think there's much in there. Like literally USC is favored by 31 and a half. Okay. And these games are for Saturday. So I'd rather not give you those. I'm going to give you all some for Friday. Um, first leg of the parlay is going to be the Rays money line at minus one thirty. They're playing the New York Yankees. Tampa Bay is home. Uh, now the Yankees obviously been playing the nationals, uh, played really well. Honestly, uh, Aaron judge has been a stud, but I think they're going to hit a wall. Uh, obviously, they lost the last game um, against the Nationals, but I think they're going to hit a wall with the Rays, and they have been on a huge losing streak, and I think Tampa Bay coming back home, they're going to shut stuff down, and they're just going to get the quick dub for sure. <clears throat> Next leg of the parlay, okay, is going to be the Houston Astros money line, minus 178, a little bit of a bigger one. Uh, they're playing at Detroit. Uh, and but I think with with that team, I, th I think they should be able to shut down Detroit. Uh, obviously, Valdez is going to be on the on the uh, on the mound for them, and so I think he's going to be able to run through Detroit pretty easily, in my opinion. The next leg we have the um, the Cardinals at the Phillies. Okay, and in this one, oh man, I want I want to try and give y'all a home run. I want to give y'all a home run. But there's not many that I'm seeing that like I like. Hmm. Yeah. I'll take it. Okay. Uh, and sorry, not not in the Phillies game. We're gonna go to the Rockies versus the Baltimore game versus the Orioles game, and we're gonna get Ryan Mountcastle to hit a home run. Alrighty. So we got Rays money line, Houston Astros money line, and Ryan Mountcastle to hit a home run. Um, twenty five dollar bet is gonna get you almost three hundred dollars at plus one one thousand seventy four odds. So yeah. I mean, tell if you want, but remember, if the parlay of the day hits, you guys got to come back for episode number 11 next, which is going to come out next Tuesday. Make sure you guys check that out. Uh, but yeah, that's been all for me. Love you guys so much. And remember, never stop competing, baby. Let's go.